Republican State Representative Andrea Topola. podcast number two coming at ya. My name is Andrea Tupola and I am a mother. I am a music teacher. I ran for office in 2014 and I was a legislator for four years. I even ran for governor in 2018 and this year in 2020 I was elected to the city council and I will be sworn in in January 2021. So this podcast which is services a lifestyle Leadership is not part-time. I talk about leadership. I just talk about the things that are important to the people of Hawaii. Who am I and, and why do I have these thoughts? Where did these thoughts come from? Where did my idea to run for office come from? And and how was that for me? And, and why am I even doing it? Why not just be a music teacher? So in the first episode, I shared a little bit about my background. And there are a few parts of the story that I left out. And I'm just going to hit on some of them, which was, why did I run for governor in 2018? Well, I decided to run for governor in 2018 for a lot of different reasons. One being that as one of the minority members of the Hawaii State Legislature, Legislature, I knew that we needed more caucus members. The word caucus is just a fancy word for the people who are of the same party affiliation as you. So I get elected into the state house in 2014. In 2016, I become the minority leader. And part of my responsibility as minority leader is to grow the caucus, meaning help to get more voices out there. And in Hawaii, we had a very small voice because we were like the super minority and we were bringing up important points and some of the thoughts that we were introducing, maybe they never saw the light of day, they didn't get discussed or passed as bills, but nonetheless, in, in life, in leadership, it's important to understand that all voices matter, that every member of the community is important. So as you hear these voices and as you hear dissonant voices or you hear voices that agree with you, all of them play a part in the musical landscape and in the political landscape. So as a music teacher, I heard voices and I put them in different sections like sopranos and altos and tenors and basses. But as a community leader, I listen to voices and then I figure out where the voices go. This person is unhappy about this. Okay, let's make a town hall and see if we can resolve this concern. This voice really wants to help with education. Where do we put that person? Oh, let's make sure that they get uh, to be a part of the PTA or that they join in on our back to school bash. Everyone plays an important part. And in the grand scheme of serving the community, there's plenty enough places that everybody can make a difference. And so when I saw this at the legislature and I saw that, you know, we didn't really have as many people or, you know, as as many voices so that we could start to really discuss, agree on some things, disagree on some things, but really push forward positive change for the people of Hawaii, less taxation, you know, less government in invading our privacy or, or determining things that really as, as an individual, as a family, we should be determining. I decided that a great way for me to show others 
how you could be this community-minded leader, this person that was an outsider as a music teacher that came in and was able to be a impactful member of the community as a legislator and just as an individual, as a mom. Um, so I decided to run for governor because I felt like Hawaii really needed change and that I could help to be that catalyst, that magnet that would attract other candidates to want to run and get involved and that I could set that example of community service, of listening, of being really ground level in my approach to solving issues. And it was great. I loved it. Running for governor was one of the best experiences of my life. I was able to meet thousands of people. I ended the election with, I think, 131,700 votes across the state of Hawaii. And I'm grateful that I had an experience like that while I was so young. I was 37 years old when I ran. I was the youngest person running as a Republican in the United States, but I was the first Native Hawaiian woman to ever want run for governor for the state of Hawaii. And I, I personally feel like representing the people, whether on the community level, at the state, at the county, or even running for governor, the two main things that you really need is one, a love for your community, and two, to be teachable. So I mentioned in the first podcast that I created a candidate academy and that I help other people who are running for office, but I do have some requirements, which is one, they need to love their community, and two, be teachable, because you can't help people who don't, who don't need help, right? You can't impose any thoughts or critique on people who don't want to receive it, so part of being successful, not just as a candidate, but in life is, are you teachable? Are you able to take critique and listen to the voices of people who may be bringing in perspective that you can't see or that you're unaware of? And that teachableness is really what I believe attracts not just the right candidates, but it attracts a group of leaders that need to be elected in Hawaii because if things were going so great, then we wouldn't have the highest cost of living. We wouldn't have people leaving the state in droves. We wouldn't have the level of public education that we have if there were the kind of people that were able to get down to that ground level and really listen to the voices of the community members, of families, of teachers, of uh, labor workers. Everyone's voice is important. And so I think, you know, in this episode, I really just wanted to talk about, you know, what what are my thoughts about the current state of education as an educator? And I did not teach at any public schools in Hawaii. In fact, after I finished my undergraduate de- graduate degree at, at BYU, I ended up teaching in LA. So I taught at El Arca, which is a learning institution for disabled Hispanic adults. And then I taught in Arizona, in Casa Grande, and I taught music, I taught choir there, I loved it. And then I taught in Linden, Utah, at a charter school. So I had very diverse experiences, and then when we moved home in 2008, I finished my master's degree, and I started to teach at Leeward Community College. And I taught there, and I did a few semesters at um, UH West Oahu. And so my love of education came from not just the music world, but in the world of helping those who are special needs, in the world of helping those who English is not their first language, 
uh, in all ages, because I've taught from preschool all the way up to college level. And so where we're at right now, which is probably a really difficult place with the pandemic, with families that are, are afraid to send their kids to school, with the fact that there is an enrollment cap on some of the charter schools in the state of Hawaii. Granted, I understand that there's budgeting issues and that there's times where you know you need to know your certain count so that you can provide those resources for those families, those students. In the year of 2020 to 2021, there was so much shift in the world where people had started to you know, embrace virtual learning, online education, uh, homeschooling, that there really needed to be a shift in the way that education was looked at. Because in order for us to embrace families where they're at, so going to families where they are instead of trying to get them to where we are and servicing those families in a way that can be supportive. The only thing that I could think of doing was kind of hosting a little conference. And so I decided to do a Hawaii education in Hawaii today. Wait, today, education in Hawaii today. Yeah. And as part of this workshop, we have the chair of the Board of Education because I wanted to get her insight. She's a leader in the world of education in Hawaii. Um, invited somebody from HTA Hawaii Tech Academy and also wanted to get some perspective from the tech and charter school side. Invited somebody to speak from U Challenge, which is an alternative way of completing high school that has more of a military style to it, very structured. It's been successful for many families. I also invited somebody from Together for Our Keiki, which is a advocacy group that helps parents and families with children who have special needs. And I was also able to invite a mother that's part of a homeschooling coalition. And as parents have decided, some, so some, I know some families that do a little bit of homeschool, some of their kids go to school, some of them, you know, are, are special needs, so they get other services. As we build this hybrid of education, this buffet of choices of what we feel like matches our child or what helps them to excel, it's so important that we're able to hear all these voices and as a leader in the community that I'm able to hear the voices of these families and match them up with the resources that they are looking for because half the battle is understanding your child and their needs. The other half of the battle is where are those resources, where is that type or structure of education that will match the needs of my child. And so I personally feel like leadership is not part-time and service is a lifestyle. And therefore, one of the best things I could do as a mother, as the incoming councilwoman is to make sure that I'm providing those opportunities for families who really need help and providing that opportunity for resources that exist and that have helped families to be put on the table and offered to my community members, to anyone who is willing to listen. And it's great that there are so many ways to reach out now. Before, you would have to convene a meeting or a town hall, and now you can just virtually kind of create a webinar or a workshop and immediately start to distribute resources in a way that we've never seen. 
So it's been one of the positives of this this whole shift into virtual learning is how many things have we seen change and how many resources have we seen expand that were never available before, but now because of distance learning, now because of technology, we're able to use them. So in this episode, I just wanted to just share my my love and my appreciation for all those mothers and fathers out there that have really struggled, whether it was prior to this pandemic or during the pandemic, and I wanted to offer that support, that help, that shoulder to lean on because we can't do it alone. I realized that a long time ago that even though I want to be very impactful and a very loving leader, that as a group, our synergy, our our ability to influence and help one another is so large And that's why a lot of the solutions that I pursued as a community leader had to do with me helping other people to help themselves and then us creating, whether it's a Facebook group like the Westside Town Hall or the Facebook group that I created called the Westside Traffic Alert where we try to help one another with things that are going on with traffic. The idea is is that that help that we can provide for one another not only makes us stronger, but it helps us to feel more connected and it helps us to take ownership over this place we call home and this wonderful state of Hawaii that we live in and that we want to raise our kids in so that they can grow up and become responsible community members. I just love I just love everything love everything about possibilities and the opportunities that are ahead of us. That even though there's been a lot of trials, a lot of struggle this year, that it's also opened up new doors and new grooves and new paths to think in. And I'm hoping that you'll be a part of those new paths and those new grooves with me because it's exciting and because I think future generations of people from Hawaii are counting on us to do that. Have a great day. Aloha. She's going to win outright. She doesn't have to campaign all the way through November. And we are joined by Andrea Tupola, now live through Zoom. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your victory tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.